Welcome to the Steve Has a Chat podcast, where I call someone out of the blue with the record button on and hope to have an unscripted conversation about Microsoft business applications. Let's see how it goes. Enjoy. Hello, this is Googs. Hey, Googs, Steve Mordew, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? You know how I'm doing, you know why I'm here. I do, I do, I assume <laughs> we're getting to go do a little update session, and so I know, or I assume you're recording, and you whatever I, I say is, is ready to go. You got time? Sure, I got, yeah, I got a little time. All right, perfect, perfect. Well, it's been a while since we talked. It's actually been a while since we've heard from you. I was looking, and I think November was like the last post, kind of an update to the world of kind of what's going on. And I've been hearing the hammers banging uh, yeah. back in the background. But, uh, you know, lots of folks, lots of ISVs are reaching out to me for some reason or other saying, hey, what, what's the latest? What's going on? What, what's, what's happened on that ISV front? Yep. Um, you know, like you said, lots of hammers in the background. Once you get into the, you know, that middle of the year, um, you're just mostly heads down trying to do two things, trying to, you know, solidify all the work that's going on for this year. Um, so working with the field, you know, the team went out and did a field tour and, and on lots of calls, we have our sort of middle of the year checkpoint. So you're, you're just grinding away on that and you start doing the planning for, um, the next the next fiscal year. So it turns out our Q3, which is um, you know January, February, March, is kind of double busy. You're you're working pretty hard to do whatever tweaks you need for this year, and you're busy planning for the next year. And so I think everybody's been pretty heads down. Um, and then you know you get into January and February with uh, um, the virus coming out. I think you know you're busy trying to figure out you know are we going to do mbass live you know you, you plan for one version of it and then you plan for a different and you know you're working with customers and partners um so i think all of those things combined means everybody's busy you know we still you know my virtual team gets together on a regular basis and uh um you know i've got a couple calls after this so so that's that's where we're at you know the uh the ISVs have definitely had some challenges with uh, Microsoft, and not all of this, of course, is is within your area. You're you're kind of working on the, you know, the program for ISVs that will that will uh, kind of link to the products, which you're not related to the products. You're related to the program, but on the product side, even the ISVs are having some challenges. I uh, know that there's been ISVs that that uh you know the, the the platform keeps shifting keeps moving around new things added things dropped i've even know some isvs that have said hey they just launched something that kind of wiped out my whole solution uh and 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 so i think there's there's multiple things going on on the isv side that's got a lot of them nervous and and i think they're looking for some reassurance that you know we're, we bet on the right platform and and and, and, and was that a good bet and when are we going to see a payoff on that bet and, and what kind of things can you, you say to maybe reassure some of these ISVs that are out there that are kind of like scratching their heads saying, hmm, you know, what, what's next? I mean, is this, was this a good bet? Um, yeah, you know, I can't think of a better bet right now, but, but that's me. Of course, I'm on the wrong side of the fence for that. The, um, we're, well, we're all biased. Well, people want a little reassurance that, you know, to their point that they make good decisions. Um, from a you know a platform and, and product perspective, 
Uh, there's probably never been more energy in you know the combination of power platform and D365 than we have today. I mean, the, I talk a lot about product truth. I never, uh, I didn't think there was a lot of product truth for an ISV in sort of the platform SaaS offerings. If you go back five years when we were in the DPDX days, um, you know, James and and Muhammad and Charles have just been cranking along. And so from a uh, the the sort of breadth of the portfolio and the the quality and that link to Azure going sort of down the stack and that link to you know SharePoint and M365 going up the stack and the um, sort of coherence in the platform and then you know we've been cleaning up I mean you know God bless the team for all the work they've had to do to clean up um, sort of just years and years of monolithic offerings that weren't in good shape that that speaks a little bit to the change of the underlying platform um, but you know, we're probably as solid as we've ever been. We've got a twice a year release train. You know, the notes come out early. We did an ISV session for the partners, you know, to get ahead of it. Um, we'll do that again, you know, on an every six month basis. Um, Sachi is sort of heavily, you know, in, invested. Scott's heavily invested. Amy, our CFO, is heavily invested. So um, I think there's, a, there's both product or platform truth. There's good energy in the marketplace. I mean, we're growing very well. Um, can't say anything, you know, Q3 will be coming up, but you look at Q2 and Q1, you look at just quarter over quarter, uh, the platform's growing, and if the platform's growing, that's opportunity. In particular, Power Platform, Power BI, um, some of the D365 services. Um, so I think all of that speaks to just incredible momentum. And I see a decent number of ISVs coming into the program and the platform sort of unsolicited, um, wanting to take part in that. Now, the one place people might feel a little discomfort is, you know, as the platform solidifies and as the, you know, the services solidify and we add things like AI and mixed reality in there, there might be places where people have, were, were making an investment or were, you know, looking to extend that we might be extending uh, in that area. And, you know, I would say, look, if you're an ISV on the Microsoft platform, historically, you're, one of your trademarks is being somewhat nimble. I don't care if it's the... Uh, all the way back to the Windows days and Windows 95, um, you know, working your way up through the Internet era um, or Intelligent Cloud, Intelligent Edge, you know, plat the, the value of a platform is that balance between giving developers something to build on and having enough sort of coherence um, and consistency that both customers and ISVs can count on it. And there's a fine balance there in terms of where you add features or functionality or new capabilities. Um, to keep up with what your competitors are doing, um, to keep up with what the customers are asking for. And so it's it's a balancing act. And, you know, I, I think the good thing, at least on the dynamic side, is we're always open for conversation. Um, you know, whether it's myself or Greg or Muhammad or Charles, look, we'll pick up the phone and we'll have the discussion. And there'll be places where people might, you know, feel uncomfortable that we've gone in that direction. Great, we'll have the conversation and we'll talk about, you know, rough, roughly where we're going without sort of breaking NDAs on either side. Um, and they'll, you know, my feedback to ISVs has always been the, there's always someone at Microsoft who thinks someday they're going to build something that competes with you. So let's focus on the 90% where we don't compete and know that there's going to be 10%. Um, and I think that's just a truism. So I, look, <clears throat> energy is really good. I mean, product coherence is good. The product truth is good. Um, if you look at what's going on right now um, during the COVID response and the pickup for, um, um the pickup for the uh, power platform in terms of helping, you know, hospitals and healthcare workers and, you know, quick solutions, holy crud. Um, and then the, 
the new areas are, are good conversation. So, you know, let's, let's have the discussion. I think some people get, I mean, I know a lot of the historical ISVs have been around a long time and, you know, some of the work they did that was either uh, custom on the product side or custom in terms of working with our field as we know, you know, sort of make that available to everybody that feels a little less comfortable. And we, you know, we do a good amount of handholding for that. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things you guys have been telling ISVs for years uh, as a way to kind of uh, build a business, but it also in a, in a way to kind of protect your business is to go vertical. You know, the more vertical yeah. you can get, the safer yeah. you are. You guys are not going to go there. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of horizontal ISVs and they're, you know, if you're horizontal, you're plugging a hole, you're always at risk that Microsoft's going to, you know, come get around to the time to plug that hole. You're, you're definitely safer going vertical. That's for sure. Um, and that's even more true today, you know, as, <clears throat> as some of our competitors invest in the acquisition of vertical solutions, um, you know, it, it, it sort of opens up that that direction more. And I would say as a company, uh, we're making that pivot, you know, albeit slowly but surely to sort of industry led um, versus product led. We've always had, you know, product conversations and we've always had audience conversations, developers or IT pros, and we've always had sides of organization enterprise. But industry was always kind of a not as as, as strong a direction in terms of how we went to market we pivoted the company pretty heavily and Azure's doing a lot of this work at M365 and, and so is Dynamics. So, you know, in industry-based solutions, those are always the ones that get the best pickup. And now our sales force is pivoting more and more in that direction. That's the way to stay aligned. Yeah, you know, you talked about nimble and I think that's one of the, frankly, one of the challenges some of these ISVs have is they're not that nimble. You know, they built a a bunch of IP on, on something and their goal was to just sit back and and, you know, collect checks. Um, it, but but you can't do that anymore. You're not. We're no longer in a space where you can just build something and sit on it for years. Uh, you you may not be able to sit on it for months before you've got to go back in, modify, refactor, take advantage of some new technology, or or it's a continuous motion now for ISVs. They're in continuous development mode, which they didn't used to be. It was like we're going to go build something, sit on it, and cash in. And in particular in this space, you know, and we see it a lot. You know, I. I use the term sometimes there's this notion of lifestyle businesses where you, you build something and it supports the lifestyle and there's not a lot of interest or energy in reinvesting to change it or, or modify it. And truthfully, that doesn't work. You know, we've got, there are places. Tell where, me about it. <laughs> That's you know, what I've been trying to do. <laughs> yeah, it's not working. I, the part, of, part of the blog series I've been working on is it's called Continuous Transformation. And it's all, you know, if you look at 25 years or 26 years of Microsoft, you know, all we've ever done has evolved and changed and, and it's driven by technology and scale and culture. But there is no, you know, I can't remember a, a period of time where, you know, something's not upending the conversation. Uh, yeah, but the, pay, the pace is much greater in the past few years. And the shift yeah. to the cloud and the catch up, really, because we were kind of behind getting in the cloud, the catch up necessitated a pace that we have not ever seen from Microsoft this this kind of a pace yeah and I think you know and in, in the line of business application space or the dynamics um, you know slash power platform we were not we were sort of further behind in that move you know as a Microsoft property than some of the others be it office or Azure and so we're doing a lot of catch-up and that's why I think that you know I talk a lot about product truth I think they've done a phenomenal job but that's sort of like a a bit of a whip where, you know, we're as close to it as you can be. And it's the further out you get, the more you're going to have to sort of go and make those changes. And you're playing a lot of catch up. Um, 
And you know, the you know, truth is D365, there's there were custom deals floating around there and you know, custom support and all kinds of things that as you as you modernize and change that goes away. And I think you know, it's not scalable. Yeah. Well, people get frustrated because they have this, you know, special deal. Well, look, we don't even build that product anymore. Or <laughs> right. that product's not one we're trying to sell. You know, we're off doing cloud stuff. So we're no, we're not gonna go sort of, you know, renew um a set of terms or a, you know, a set of, of conditions for something that we're not trying to drive anymore. The the market's moved on, that's gone. And so you need to go modify and and change your solution to meet the current you know, market needs. And uh yeah, so you know, it's on on one hand, I, I get it. On the other hand, look, it, the time to move is now and the world is moving and the opportunity is very good. You know, he, he, this, despite current conditions, which are, are there, look, there's the, the world, you know, the first thing they move is their infrastructure as a service. They move the sort of core <clears throat> horizontal infrastructure out. But sooner or later, the next thing they're going to do is they're going to want to go to a set of SaaS applications. They're not going to want to have a cloud-based infrastructure, then run some client server on-premises Solutions, so they're going to want a set of SaaS services. So, you know, even though people may feel like it's a push or it's a hurry, that's where the world's going, and, and we're going to go push on it. And, and you need to move your solutions there. I tell you, it, it's been very acute. These folks that have on-premise solutions, particularly if they're physically on-premise, uh, with this virus, and the push to send everybody to work from home in organizations that really weren't set up for people to work from home from a technical standpoint. Yeah. Uh, and and I'm sure there are people out there now that are thinking, damn, I wish we were in the cloud right now because those guys kind of got it pretty easy working from home if you already made this transition. So yeah, yeah. It, it's very acute right now. The I was talking to uh, Charles uh, two weeks ago. I, I pounced on him or a week ago. I pounced on him for a call and and he, he was saying one of the you things. You are getting a bit a, of a reputation, but keep going. <laughs> yeah, these people are going to be scared of him and have my number blocked. Nobody's going to pick up that phone. <laughs> one of the things he said that, that was a big focus right now is making everything work better. It's yeah. kind of like we were firing off, you know, lots of solutions, getting them to like 90%, move on to the next one, fire it off, fire it off. And now, and now there's this effort to kind of go back to this let's close these gaps as he was talking about there's still some significant gaps in yep. uh, not, not the product truth the product truth is there but there's there's, there's some gaps that they're they're yeah, now yeah. really going to focus on closing so it feels like yeah it's kind of like we're it's time to do that you know we've we've shot out tons of things now yeah. let's go back tighten them all up and then go back to revisit shooting out more things yeah so i think that's I, right and you look for you know gaps and overlaps you look for you know, how do we take all the AI scenarios? They're 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 kind of scattered. Can we bring some of them together? Do they make sense together? You know, when they <clears throat> first came into the portfolio, they were sort of all independent. So we, you know, ran them uniquely and independently and just kept them going and <clears throat> excuse me, tried to find alignment with the um the various, you know, SaaS services. And so now you go back and you say, okay, where is their consistency? Where is you know the sum of the parts greater than you know <clears throat> than the individual? Um, you go and you look for uh, whether it's process automation and and the work we're doing there, um, whether it's the you know the power virtual agent. If you look at what um, they've done in terms of sort of for COVID nineteen in terms of using a virtual agent, making it available. You know, how do you how do you turn these into tools that can really scale and operate and um, you, you know work at the levels needed? So and I think Mohammed's got the same thing. You know, there's there's a bunch of solution areas as we took ERP and CRM and sort of took them into their natural marketing and sales and um, finance and operations. And we, we picked up some other areas, you know, he, he's doing that same work. So now is a, a beautiful time to, 
Um, not necessarily, you know, you know, double the number of offerings or add a whole bunch of new products. It's now's the time to take the the momentum we've got and the offerings we've gotten, um, fill in the gaps and sort of where there's overlap, bring things together, um, make these things really operate at scale. I mean, the when you have the energy and you've got the the interest, then what you start to get is feedback on what you're missing or or what's not quite right, and we want to take advantage of this time to go work on that. Let me circle this back to you know your space, the ISV side specifically. I've, over the past month, I've had two calls with some folks on your team that were looking for my opinion about okay. some complaints they were getting because you know I have opinions <laughs> about some complaints they were getting from some ISVs that had built their solution depending on this team member license and the yeah. changes to team member. And I am actually aware of a couple of these ISVs that actually built their solution on the team member license um, without regard for the restrictions of that license. Yeah. Uh, certainly pretty easy to make your ISV solution uh, have a lot of appeal if you've put it on an on a lesser license than it should be on. Right. And they're complaining now about the changes, and both of your folks had asked me my thought about that, and I said, basically, the hell with them. I mean, I, I have no sympathy, no sympathy for somebody who you know, built a solution on top of a, a license they shouldn't have. Uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you can't make revenue on the right license, then your solution's not right, or your, or your thing isn't right. I mean, do you have similar feelings of kind of like lack of sympathy for those folks that did those things? Well, I, what I, I sort of think about it a little bit differently. Yes, look, there's people that take advantage of, you know, it, it maybe intentionally or unintentionally of licensing mission. That just has to get fixed and we'll go work on that. What there is, you know, that I, that I, you know, I think about is there are two scenarios that I think of as sort of, you know, light use or light functionality scenarios. So you, if you have something, a very large, you know, a very large group of, of, you know, people. So students is a good example. Healthcare workers might be a good example. Pick your thing, scenario where you have lots of people. And you have some people that are heavy users and you have some people who might, you know, touch the solution once or twice a year or who touch the solution quite often, but they need just a very lightweight, you know, answer to it. They're not, they're uh, light, light users, <laughs> they're users versus creators. That lightweight or light touch scenario um, is one we we still are, are trying to figure out the right scenario for because there's not a great license type for this. And by the way, this isn't a dynamics type conversation. I could say the same thing for Office for all the years it was there, and people would talk about um, different types of workers. Um, so it's contract the, workers, things yeah, like that. Yeah, um, and and so it's you know what they used to use the term knowledge workers, and I and there was something else I can't remember, but you know there is a there is a collective challenge, which is how do you how do you build a licensing framework that you know where you can't you know tell between the two sort of light touch or light use or um, you can tell, but there's no consistency. So if I ask the question, what does light touch mean to, you know, one ISV or light use, I'll get a very different answer than what I get from another one. So you can't design a, a, a licensing type that works for everyone. So that's one where um, I have some, I definitely have some empathy. Um, it's not a sympathy term. I get it. I don't know what the answer is, you know, and to your point, ultimately, you sort of have to design the solution to work with the licensing types that are out there. There's this funny juxtaposition between everybody wants simplicity um 
but everybody wants all ultimate choice. Well, those two things aren't the same. You either, you know, you either get it simple or you have the, you know, and not as much choice or you get all the choice in the world. It's the most complex thing you'll ever see. And so I don't know the answer to solving for this one. I know that our, the licensing teams are very aware of it. They've had tons of these calls in a good way. Um, but there's not, you know, I don't know the answer. I haven't seen anybody figure out the answer in, you know, 10 plus years um, of banging heads on this. And so I do think sort of trying to design a solution for the licensing types that are out there is the right thing to do. And Teams, you know, doesn't serve that purpose. It's, it's gone, you know, relative to that, you know, where people try to use it for something that it wasn't designed for, which in many cases is that light use, light touch scenario, um, but doesn't work. So. Um, we'll keep banging our heads. We'll keep talking to people. Um, people do have to work within the licensing, you know, confines that are out there. We're always evolving them. We're always taking feedback. We're always trying to do better. But you know, assuming something's going to come magically, it doesn't happen. You know, we're we're not alone there. I was reading the Forrester report on uh, low code uh, solutions. You know, yeah. we're obviously up there at the top now with a couple of others. And the and the the negative for all of the ones at the top was overly complex licensing. <laughs> and I was just thinking to myself, you know what, whoever figures that out is going to win because that's the thing holding all of the low code platforms, you know, back a little bit is people can't figure out how to buy it. They just can't. Partners can't figure out what to sell. Customers can't figure out what to buy. Um, too many, too many moving parts in the licensing. Unfortunately, we're not the only ones that have that problem, but yeah. Whoever can figure that out, uh, you know, is, is really, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have got some smart people trying to figure that out. Um, a couple of other things before, before I let you go. Well, just on, on that one, there's, yeah. there's also a difference between the customer angle for that and the ISV angle. Yeah. Um, and, and so trying to figure out a licensing framework that works well for customers and ISVs, um, whether it's, you know, the low, you know, low code scenario or some of these others, it, it adds to the complexity. Um, so I just I, I, I highlight that in the sense that customers are a big chunk of you know that's typically where we start first when we're working on a licensing framework um, because they're the many times they're the purchasers or it ends up as part of a broader agreement set um, and so we have to figure that out and so that actually I think it's easier for ISVs because as an ISV I can figure out and understand what license would be necessary to run my solution and talk to a customer about here's exactly what you need to run my solution bigger challenge i think for customers and si's where customers like hey we want to do all these wonderful things yeah. and then for them to try and figure out what kind of licenses they might need to accomplish those things at least i know what i'm doing with my solution is pretty straightforward i may have to shift it from a license i used to have it on to some different licensing right. construct as things changes but you know it's a little easier for me yeah the uh one of the things that came up in one of my calls with a pretty good size ISV recently was the uh, the lack of, uh, I think he told me his costs this year are going to be over $90,000 for Microsoft licensing to be able to actually build and develop their solutions on between their, their multiple sandboxes, different things like that. Um, and, and it's a frustration for him that, you know, I'm building an ISV solution, a big one. I have lots of customers that are generating licenses and revenue for Microsoft, but I'm having to spend as an ISV a, a ton of money to even be able to do that. We had that ISV competency out for about eight minutes, uh, <laughs> decided, decided that wasn't a good path. And uh, some of the other paths to get 
you know, to get IUR and those sorts of things that you would need to build on aren't, aren't always relevant for ISVs. The biggest thing the, the ISV competency really gave was here, here's some benefits, here's some, here's some, uh, uh, some resources for you to go build on. Yeah. What, what, what can we tell those folks that, I mean, this guy's literally having to buy retail, uh, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that's a Microsoft level challenge in many ways. It's the, you know, what's the uh, benefits and it, it, it really comes out of the MPN, the Microsoft Partner Network. What's the, the benefits and that's where that, that competency came from of being a partner and, and if you're an ISV, you know, how can you get access to the software you need to build a solution? Um, I know that the team is uh, deeply aware of that. It's, you know, it's, it's from the day the ISV competency went away to, you know, through all the conversations. I haven't checked in in a while to see where they are on on coming up with an offering. Um, I'll go back and ask. It's a good question. The um, I don't know. Look, I don't know the answer. The the how do you provide software? It ends up being, to your point, sandboxes or or one offs or these other things versus what's the programmatic approach that scales across Azure. Um, dynamic slash power platform at M365, you know, how do we make it available? Um, you know, what do you need to do to qualify as a, as a partner to get it? So it's not just, you know, out there for everybody. And it's an expensive, um, you know, offering. It, it yeah, so, so is manning a, an ISV practice with the developers and people yeah. to, to build, you know, so. No, they're both, uh, that, that's right. Yeah. And, and so, you know, how do we find that balance? I, I don't know. Again, it's it's a little bit like the light usage, lightweight, you know, licensing skew where I, I haven't seen the answer to that. This is one of those ones that pops up and down in terms of sort of sometimes we seem to give a lot of benefit in that direction and sometimes we don't. Um, but let me go back. I'll, I'll go back and what could be one of the last things I can sort of go poke on a little bit. Um, yeah, that, that would be good. Especially since I know Nick super well. Nick Parker took over the um, he has the ISV remit underneath him now, so I'll go bug him about that. Yeah, we kind of kicked the can down the road when that uh, when the ISV competency went away, kind of grandfathered everybody into uh, business uh, biz apps or so, some other uh, competency uh, while we figured it out. But now we'll be looking at people coming up on that expiring, and they'll be like, okay, now what do I got? Um, and it, I mean, it's obviously a big expense for ISVs, and when they're looking at partnering with yeah. Microsoft, they're thinking, here's something you can do for me, but. No, that's, that's super constant, consistent feedback. I mean, it's yeah. not, that's not a new one. We probably had that conversation the first time we did a call and, you know. Every time since. <laughs> every time since. And, and uh, you know, I still have it. I, I, it's one I get to poke on. It's not one that I own, but it, it's one yeah. that I'll go, I'll go poke on again. How is ISV Connect? Have you guys collected revenue yet? Are we at the point where we're collecting yep. revenue oh, from yeah. ISVs? Yeah, collecting revenue. Um, you know, we crossed a, a thousand ISVs that have signed the agreements. Um, yep. I think we've crossed. I think we've crossed a thousand apps in AppSource now. We've done all the work to remove the ones that you know were not that didn't go through certification that didn't join ISV Connect. Um, we're we're actually in a good you know in a good spot. We've got a. a decent number at the 20% level. And we're trying to get the, the ones that our field is really asking for also, you know, aligned with, with more of the 20 percenters so that, cause those are the ones that are gonna co-sell with the most. Now I feel really good about the um, getting people into the program. Uh, we've gotten the, 
Um, the time to do the certification down, that's all been cleaned up. I think terms and conditions, we've been through all of that. We're heading into the next year and, you know, we won't add a lot so that, you know, keep it simple, you know, do more of the same. The place we're spending energy now is on the benefit side. We've got almost all the partners activated with their marketing benefits now and they've had the call and we're working on that. And on the co-selling side, you know, look, we're, we're continuing to do the work with the field to, to drive that forward. And some people feel pretty good about it and we get really good feedback and some people don't feel as good quite yet. And so we're working on both of those. And, uh, you know, now is, you know, you head into Q4 with a, an economic sort of challenge around the world, everybody hunkers down a little bit. So we're going to have to work a little harder. We, I, you know, one of my meetings later today is, you know, how do we sort of stay focused on, you know, the right things and the, the fewest number of things to keep the, the momentum going as we head into the, this year and next? We're um, doing the planning for what would we tune for next year. So I, overall, it's going well. Um, <clears throat> the operations, a lot of the challenges we had, once you got past the people discomfort with a new program, a lot of challenges we have were operations. We're cleaning those up. Um, we have some marketplace work to do. We've had good calls with that team. And um, when you know people give us feedback, we understand it. We're, we're um, doing the engineering work now. So I, I sort of feel like we'll work our way through Q4 this year. And then as we head into the next year, we'll have both an engineering sort of uptick on, on operations work, on the, on the marketplace, um, on the back end. Um, there's work going on in Partner Center because it's going to scale to more and more partners um, across the company. So I feel pretty good. Um, not perfect. You know, I, I always say these things are a journey and they take time, that's for sure. Um, and so we'll it always takes longer than you think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm scarred enough to, to know that we still got another year of cranking away, but you know, we're in a good, we're in a good spot given, um, where we were, the energy's in a good place. We just got to keep, keep focused and keep going. Yeah. Maybe there's a way to solve both those problems. I seem to recall the, at least the initial benefits that were being, you know, here in exchange for you guys, you know, the rev share, we're going to give you guys these benefits. And a lot of those benefits were targeting kind of brand new ISVs. Um, and a lot of those benefits on that list for an established ISV, they were like, oh, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't, I don't need a bunch of these things as an established ISV. Those are all certainly high value to someone brand new to the platform, which is something we all want is more ISVs. Um, you know, maybe there's a way to tie in those IURs or the benefits back to, yep. okay, you, do, you don't want a marketing thing. Fine. How about if we give you some credits that you could use towards yep. the, you know, the underlying platform stuff you might need that could be a little more value to those folks. And that's some of the conversations we're having is, you know, yep. which benefits are, do people, are people finding value in? Where would they like to see other benefits? The IUR is one we, is a constant one. So that one I sort of table off on the side because it's a, it's yep. a consistent yep. And definitely benefits will be different for someone brand new to the platform who's never done anything versus Correct. someone who's been there for a long time. And this Let is one ask, of the trade-offs uh, when you go, when, you know, a, a platform is only as strong as its ecosystem. To make the ecosystem stronger, you're going to add more people in. And so you're going to bring, you're going to bring people in. And part of what you're trying to do is attract that. Not all of those things feel great for the people that have, have been there and, you know, been working on it. That's where a little bit of the, you know, tuning and, and being agile helps. Um, because yeah. you're adapting to look, the platform's going to scale and grow. Um, it's in a good spot, so there's going to be more people, you know, on it, and so we have to find the the tools that work for everyone. Yeah, uh, thanks to your little kick, I got got a call next week with about a dozen people on the AppSource team, so they're going to get an earful of all my opinions, so yeah. they can yeah. put that in the mixer. <laughs> no, I think it'll be good because look, and they know. To be honest with you, they know. Yeah. 
But it's I, we told them, look, it's better to hear directly. And there's a couple of folks we're having them talk to. They're giving, you know, they're sending me the feedback, and they and then they can tell you where they're at and what they're doing and and why it's taking a little longer than maybe people had hoped for. Um, but they're, you know, that's the the beauty of doing it sort of right and getting it fixed is uh, not the beauty, the 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 reality. Necessity. <laughs> yeah, the reality or the necessity. It's a little like rebooting this program. So. I want to wrap up here because I don't yep. want to take up too much of your time, yeah, but you somebody... recently announced a retirement yep. uh, coming soon. Uh, is there, who's going to be stepping into your shoes for this ISV motion? Have you figured that out yet? Has that been just thought about? Yeah, no, we're, we're going to move the team into another part of the organization. It'll be close to the accelerator team, which used to report to me anyway, and the industry team um, and with one of our real good leaders. So, and with the SI, so it'll end up in a spot with Greg and Sean, you know, still running their teams aligned with the work going on for the, you know, another key part of the ecosystem, which is SIs and the industry work, which has a ton of ISV work. It's all the accelerators. Again, that team used to report into my org. So it'll feel like a pretty natural connection into um, um, places it, it, would, it would fit and the people we've worked with for, you know, pretty closely all along. And you're going to have every single one of these issues fixed, buttoned up, running like a well machine before you walk out the door, right? I'm, I'm going to, you know, stay committed to doing the best job to make sure we're set up well for our next fiscal year to transitioning well and, to, you know, being there. And then I'll, I'll be around for a little longer to make sure if there's questions or engagements that are needed to done that I do them. All right, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, everything that, uh, that comes and uh, thanks for, uh, you know, uh, making the time for the call no worries i always enjoy a surprise call on a on a whatever day it is out of days get lost nowadays but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll bet you enjoy them <laughs> yeah <laughs> all, all right, right man we'll have a good one take care all Bye. right